What is going on, everybody? This is Noah Heron, and you are listening to the All Our Ways podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining us today because my friend Colin Labras is on this episode. And if you don't know Colin, you are about to be blessed. We talk all things from Generation Z to sharing your faith in a lift car to what um, what Generation Z is craving and desiring. This guy, Colin, is an absolute world changer and he's gonna bless you. So I'm so thankful that you're tuning in. I hope that you enjoy this conversation. But before I play the conversation, let me let you know about something that my wife Maddie and I are leading called Neighborhood Young Adults. Um, this is a new ministry that we have started to try to disciple a thousand young adults in 2021. Recently, we played a podcast where we talked all about it. You can go back and listen to it. I believe it's just titled Neighborhood Young Adults, but we really, really need um, some help. And so this season is brought to you by Neighborhood Young Adults. We're hoping that we can get some people who buy into the vision of discipling a thousand young adults. Um, we are a 501c3. And so if you feel led to give to our ministry, um, it is a tax write-off. All of the money goes to uh, this project, this mission of discipling a thousand young adults all over the country. And so you can do that by going to www.noahheron.org slash give um, or just noahheron.org and you can click the donate or give tab at the top of the page that would mean the world to us but without further ado today my friend colin labras colin welcome to the podcast bro hey my guy happy to be here it's an honor you know i freaking love you so <laughs> Dude, you're such you're such a bro man ever since i've i've uh i guess i i've saw you on social media before I met you. Um, we were kind of social media friends for a few months, talked on the phone and stuff. But every time I would see one of your TikTok videos or something posted on social media, uh, my first thought was just like, that's just a real guy. That's like a real homie. He, he like <laughs> lives a real life. He brushes his teeth with Crest toothpaste like me. You know, oh, yeah. that, that's just the guy I would want to kick it with. And uh, it's really, really refreshing, man. So I'm excited for more people to get to know you through the the conversation we have. Um, I've already introduced you to our listeners, but I would love to talk about, kind of start with TikTok and how all that got going. Um, You know, you're you're kind of the prince of TikTok. You're (laughs) always dropping encouragement on there. But I, I know some of the backstory and I'd love for you to just share, like, what were you doing a year and a half ago? Man, yeah, it's just crazy to see how God will just, like, step by step, just incrementally uh, put you in a place mentally, and then he'll bring it out, like, in fruition in front of you. And that's where I'm yeah. at now. Vision is seeing something, seen, right? Like, yeah. a year and a half ago, two years ago, like, that time frame, I actually, I'm from Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities. and um, just to see, like I was driving Lyft. I just moved out to <laughs> literally Minneapolis downtown, actually a block away from where the George Floyd incident happened. Um, wow. and right in the mix, right in the heat, right. You know, like literally given thousands of ride out. I always say uh, it's kind of cheesy, but my grandma said, Hey, your church on wheels, like driving for Lyft. You know what I mean? And so God was like developing ministry uh, just one-on-one with people in my backseat from bars to airport to, you know what I mean? Just like grocery stores around town. Um, and to where it started becoming real, I actually have a friend, Atika. I don't if you guys are on TikTok, you know who Atika is. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in January um, 2019, she actually told me to start going in on TikTok. 
And I was just like, nah, I was focused on other things. Didn't have the green light from God. Like that's only where I'm heading is where God's given a green light, you know? And so my focus was in other places. And God, like I said, was developing things underneath the surface um, to where people were getting out of the car crying, asking for prayer, like me praying with people on the spot, hugging them after a lift ride. You know what I mean? Where it was like, oh, this wow. is becoming real kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and to where like Atika and I, we were, we were friends even like before the TikTok stuff because my sister's boyfriend's mentor goes to uh, the same church as her. Okay. Louisville. That's how y'all say it. <laughs> I say Louis though, but you know. I don't even <laughs> attempt to say that word. I'm just like, I'm not going to get it right. It sounds like a slur. It's Louisville. But um, <laughs> no, so uh, that, and then by uh, September, after, you know, driving lift, all this stuff, uh, God just gave me the green light in my heart and said, get foundational, give people my word, um, yeah. be you, tell your story, uh, connect with people on, on the points of pain that are just real to you, of breakup, mm -hmm. porn addiction, encouragement, places, you know what I mean? Like, um, just giving what God's given to me through either people online, you know, always say, talk about Jeff Bethke, because that dude, like, is literally the reason I do what I do. Um, yeah. Just how you're impacted is how you're going to impact and so whether it's yeah. you know right now tiktok is an avenue but like it's so much more than that of like whatever yeah. avenue god is um you know what i mean blessing in the sense like that's where we're gonna go and not mm -hmm. even blessing but like i always say go where the oil is and yeah. you know that we're gonna meet people where they're at right whether it's mm -hmm. in a bar whether it's on a phone whether you know like we're just gonna infiltrate culture whatever it looks like whether it's so music all of it, Dude, bro. <laughs> pause right there because I yeah. just want to get this straight. So a year and a half ago, two years ago, Colin is driving Lyft. You're driving Lyft. You got random random people hopping in your car. You're trying to make make rent payments. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's just prompting you to share the gospel with people, to encourage people, to just try to make people smile while you're driving them a couple miles in, in your car. And, and that is how your ministry started. Yeah, bro. It's insane to see for the last three years, how like God will work in anonymous and unseen seasons, you know, hmm. that prep work. And, and that's what God was showing me in that time as I'm in the cities, like, Hey, all these tall buildings, they have to have yeah. a deep foundation. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. thing of like the higher the tree, the deeper the root system. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what I've learned in the, in the last few years is foundation building, identity, getting my cup full to where it's just yeah. an overflow um, into ministry. Right. But actually, like right before that, I was working at Hy-Vee Bakery and Starbucks. Um, okay. And, and so, bro, like it's just crazy to see how God every step has been just showing me something wherever I'm at. And he obviously does that. But um, my bakery manager, Elijah, he's a believer, like 30 years old, was just such a bro and um, really brought me under his wing, gave me full-time hours. It was, I was getting up at 4 a.m., bro, uh, every single day. <laughs> shift started at 4 a.m. And I'm like, I don't even know how I did that every day because I can't even, wow. you know me, you know, I love my Z's, bro. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, but what I'll say right quick is, man, when I was in the bakery, right, this is the culmination of what God is doing and has done and will do in your life if you're following him um is i'm in the bakery just making bread bro literal bread like <laughs> making um, that bread yeah yeah no um but like putting in the flour putting in the seasoning putting in the, this and that taking this out weighs too much all the stuff bro like god was showing me right there hey this is what i'm doing to you i'm taking out some things i'm adding some things that you need in your life and then i gotta cook you then i gotta put you in the oven uh get some things off of you 
in order to present you to the to the world and serve you right and so that right there was like one of the, I just remember when that hit me as I'm in the bakery, like, whoa, this is what you're doing, God. And then my manager even said, he goes, hey, man, because I started to get that thing of like, it's, you know, drive Lyft because I had a homie start telling me about he's driving Lyft full time, all this stuff. And um, my bakery manager, as I told him, I'm like, man, I think I, I want to start driving Lyft, tap into more of the music stuff. And he goes, man, if you weren't going to quit soon, I was going to have to tell you to get going on it because he sees what's in my heart. He's one of the first wow. people who like believed um, in just what's going on in my life and in my heart. And so he actually just hit me up earlier and was just like excited. And he's like, I'm wow. just not surprised at all about anything that's happening, you know? And that's almost two years ago now. And I get chills because it's like, bro, it's it's just been built in to where now it's just like seeping out into yeah. life. And um, that's the thing. I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place, but- No, bro, this is great. Like my mom's Bible verse over my life uh, is Jeremiah 29, 13. You'll seek mm. me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And um, it's crazy, bro, because that's the threat of my life is the times I wasn't close to him. I just wasn't seeking him, but he's there waiting. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. It's that thing of the journey. The destination is the journey, right? And it, But that's really it with God is like, you, there's always deeper to go. Uh, yeah. There's so much more to learn in him. But like from a young age, bro, I've had this, this, this passion, this like infatuation, this intrigue of who Jesus is, bro. Like hmm. my mom called me her little Jesus boy. I just had a prodigal season since ninth grade to freshman year of college, bro, of just yeah. running it like, like middle finger to God, spitting mm -hmm. in his face, sin, uh, drinking, hmm. partying, boozing, fooling around, all the stuff, bro. Um, but it's like, I just see even there's so much, bro, where God was just coming after me and saying, yeah. I love you. You've been the worst yeah. of the world, but I, but I want Colin, you know, and that's the mm. Jesus I've known, not the one that, you know what I mean? Like he, he said, I'm coming into your mess. I'm coming into yeah. the mud. I'm coming into the sin and lighting it up, man. And it's, yeah, <laughs> out here going in, but like just seeing his grace, how it'll come and meet you, bro, and say, hey, I'm throwing a party for you. You can come home out of the pig slop, you know, like. <laughs> come on, dude, I, I love your story so much. And I know that it's encouraging people who are listening right now because there's this kind of temptation for us um, as followers of Jesus to minimize the season that we're in. Uh, we're always looking forward to the next season. You know, we're, we're like, if once I get uh, married or, or maybe earlier than that, you're like, once I get to high school or, or once I move out, once I go to college, yeah. once I get married and, and we just delay, delay, delay um, our contentment and our joy. And I love how every step of the way in your story, you chose to see the season that you're in as um, the only season to be in. Like, like you weren't waiting to say yes to God. And I know that we've got a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are not in vocational ministry. And sometimes they um, might be tempted to go, you know, I'm a barista or I'm a teacher or whatever they do. And they might go, well, it's really hard for me to, you know, be the light of Jesus where I'm at, or, or maybe what I'm doing is not make a difference. And my big takeaway is like, man, look what God can do when you just choose to show up and say, hey, like, this is the best season that I could possibly have. I'm going to make it uh, a season of obedience. And um, I really think when you do that, too, not only does it not only is does it make your season more fun and more life giving and more fruitful, but I really feel like it it allows you 
to step into doors and opportunities that you would not be able to step into had you yeah. not made the most of that season. And, and that's what's happened with you, with TikTok, with all these other different things that have kind of come your way. And, and just kind of transition out of that season into this season, um, you've really, my dog is aiming at me it. right now in the background. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> but uh, you have really become a, a massive voice to Generation Z, which uh, is this new generation of, of people who are kind of like under 24 years old, 23 years old, mm-hmm. um, you know, digital natives, all those things. And you guys are the generation that people are trying to figure out right now. People are trying to go, what do they want? What, what are they after? What is it that um, is going to reach Generation Z? And, and you really tapped into it. I mean, Gen Z people, they follow you. They, they care about your voice. They care about what you're saying. Um, what do you think is something that makes Generation Z unique? What are some things that you think they're craving, they're desiring, not just as followers of Jesus, but, but just as people in general. Yeah, bro. Humans are desiring for like young humans, right? Gen Z are craving authentic. I know it's cliche, whatever, but genuine, um, what is real more than anything, what is truth do? Truth sets us free. Jesus says Mm -hmm. that. And it's Mm -hmm. his truth. Uh, the only truth is the way I would say, Hey, it's not a multiple choice, wide angle lens. He's the way, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing flashy. It's nothing, you know what I mean? Jesus yeah. is the flashy. He's the light of the world mm. that we're all craving. Um, and, and I think putting it in a way, bro, where it's not so polished and clean and tidy. Um, I think the Holy Spirit is, is doing a great job of, of breaking off maybe structure and not yeah. in the sense of um, holiness, but in the sense of uh, how we go about things, bro. And um connecting with people, bro, is just taking off the agenda, taking off the, the, the whitewashed tomb that Jesus called religious people, right? The, mm. the stuff that's like, so the show, bro, God's done with the show. Yeah. And so when we can come to a place of like saying, all right, I'm putting down how I would do things. And now mm. I'm just going to, Oh, the kingdom's in me. And so it's just going to spew out of me. Um, there, that's really it, man. Is like, when no one's looking, I don't even know if this is answering the question, but like, what are we doing when no one's looking? Are we on mm-hmm. our knees in communion with the father in his word mm-hmm. and in prayer? Um, and that's the secret sauce to impacting yeah. people because the kingdom's just going to impact people regardless of yeah. where it's from. And so uh, what are we in it for? What are we, you know what I mean? And so people can sense uh, fake, people can sense uh, thirst, people can sense, you know what I mean? And so yep. if you're coming as you in him, man, what, what greater gift to the world that God has designed you for such a time as this. Um, biggest thing, even just coming off of what you were just saying, bro, is like Jesus, Jesus called us to go into the dark places, bro. And if we're mm-hmm. light, then why be hanging out with light every day of the week? Right. Like <laughs> it should just be a quick stir up and, and give and go. Right. Um, yeah. and I'm reading in coma right now, how ministry is literally just service. And so like, mm-hmm. there's this, I'm done with, I'm personally kind of ticked off with how even church in general has been lately and yeah. kind of what, what I've grown up in. And so what I'm able to see is almost where my passion and <laughs> I'm air quoting pissed offness, if that's a word, <laughs> is seeing We just how, made it one. Hey, let's go. Seeing how I think, think the things that turn off people to the church, but also like 
this middle ground balance of, of, of mm. course, there's holiness. Of course, there's this, um, this way that God operates within the body. But yeah. I think he wants to do so much more. And even, bro, like my heart for like, when you go to church on your everyday average Joe church, it, it might be some, some passion, some average city music, whatever it is. And it's like, yeah. everyone's trying to like be almost the same. This is what's really making me mad, bro. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. But like Jesus calls us, we're, we all, you and me right now, bro, you and me look mm. pretty different. We might look kind of similar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're rocking hats. We both rock hats. We're both yeah, hat you know, hats. Yeah, my guys fly. But, um, but to see that we can look completely different, but both look like Jesus today. Yeah. And that's, that's the greatest honor, bro, is that like you as a full cut, bro, uh, mm. can just pour out and just slot. I would say, bro, I saw this when I was, yeah, like four years ago, this girl had a cup on stage and she was filling it up and she, she's like, this is what it looks like. You bumping into people and it just getting all over them. Mm. Um, us being that full cup and like my other favorite pastor, he goes, you're, the closest you're getting to my cup is the saucer. He's like, that's the overflow you're getting from me, man. Like, that's where I really want to be that we, we don't wake up and try to get loved by people. We don't wake up and try yeah. to have people do us right. We're here to look like him, bro. And yeah. like when you're, when you're there and truly in that, man, what can stop you? Him being mm -hmm. for you, who can be against you? Like what can be truly against you if you're in with heaven, you know, mm -hmm. heaven backing you. Um, then it just seeps in to whether it's TikTok, whether it's you being a teacher, whether it's you being a college student, whether it's you yeah. being a doc, right? You yeah. get to just be his hands, be his look and love like him, right? It's like, man, this is, it's too simple. It really Bro, is. That's so good. So many takeaways just from what you've said so far. The first thing that really stood out to me is you said, stop the show. And uh, man, we could just talk about that for 30 minutes alone, <laughs> That, but I'm not going to go into that. That's so good. I, I definitely see that through what you share. It's like, I'm, I'm going to take away the fluff. I'm getting right to the point. This is what's helpful. This is the gospel truth. This is what will, yeah. will change your life. Um, and, and I see a desire for that with, with uh, Gen Z and even some millennials. I, I want to pick your brain because I think the, what you shared about the frustration with church is something that is not unique to Gen Z per se. I think right. there's a lot of people who are frustrated with the way that we're doing church or, or maybe have had problems with, with church. But what I do think is unique to a lot of Gen Z leaders is um, in the church is that beforehand, people would get hurt by the church and leave the church. Um, or, or they would get, they'd be at a local church and they'd be upset or frustrated with something that was going on or something that they would see and they would bounce or they would, uh, you know, be like, Hey, I'm still a follower of Jesus, but I don't go to church. And, and I, and I think that you can do that. Um, I'm not saying that you can't, uh, be a Christian if you don't go to church, but after talking with you and getting to know you, I know that your heart is also for the local church. And a lot of Gen Z we see being like, hey, you need to get rooted in a local church. This is a great thing for you. And so what I love about you is like, you're like, hey, I see something wrong with the church, but I want to help be a solution in the church, not just point out the problems. Will you just speak to that for a second? Why is it that you feel that way? Dude you just hit it on the head, like being a, a solution prop person over a problem person, right? Like 
um, finding what's right in something, working towards what's right instead of just focusing on what's wrong, right? I think that's something God just put on my heart for repentance even is like, oh, <laughs> like it's not just focusing on, oh, sin, sin, nah, nah. But it's like, oh, he's just so much better that we can just keep walking towards him. But I think there's a lot of copying within the church that like, why aren't we creating if we know the creator? You know what I mean? I, I say, bro, if you don't got to try to sell your fruit, let people pick it. Like that needs to be our heart hmm. posture within the body from a leadership level down, bro. Um, to just see that, man, it's like, if the gospel really is as good news that it is, then you don't have to try to make something that it's not. And like, you don't, you don't yeah. got to beg someone to go to a gas station, right? <laughs> they just gotta get filled up, right? And so I think there needs to just be a heart posture change of like, yo, what are we called? A, a unique people, a distinct people set apart for good works. And so like, why are we not being the ones, uh, not even just in like church culture, but like, why aren't we the ones impacting culture? I don't know if that answered the question at all, but like, that's where my heart's at right now is like, from a, even worship level, we have our, okay, the dude gives the intro. Oh, now we got worship, sit down. Now you get the TED talk. And then, yeah. you know, then like, oh, dude comes out and everyone gets their coffee and leaves. And yeah. it's like, what is, I know you and I, uh, we, we talked even like a week and a half ago, but like, I would, bro, if I was doing church right now, it would be, I'm having tables. We're going to have panels and talk about what's happening in life and culture and like some music and, and the music would be hip hop. It'd be like, so, like, we just get whatever it looks like, not even just hip hop, but like, we need to just get back to the heart of God and not this American Western, um, culturized, like fake thing i don't know man <laughs> but community bro i've been seeing how powerful it is with people like you bro and grant and just the the dudes that are really uh buying not even buying in but just like giving their hearts to the next generation and i can say mm. that right there is the coolest thing about the church right now is that mm. like these older people just wanted to say hey I'm, I'm here covering i'm not here to judge you i'm here to listen i'm here to help you grow let's get the mess out the way let's let me help you with resources so, you, so the dreams can become real all this stuff yeah. man. um that's that's a big win that i would say <laughs> bro i really you fire me up because i really think that you're you're hitting the nail on the head in that i think more than any other time um ever because of this pandemic really i, I think that church leaders and local churches specifically are looking for ways to innovate. You know, this, this past year was, was a time where we had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to evaluate. And I think the big takeaway was, hey, what we're doing um, is not really working the way that we think it should be working. You know, yeah. like why in the beginning, there was this whole theme of, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, this whole theme of like, going back to normal. And then I think everyone just kind of realized like, we don't want to go back to normal. Like we want this to be new. We want this to be different. And uh, I think yeah. we're already seeing some of that, but I think we're only going to see that more going forward. Churches are going to have to innovate. They're going to have to find new ways to reach your generation, to reach lost people. Uh, we yep. literally just talked last night um, at our young adult gathering. I did a message called this little light and uh, you actually took the words out of my mouth from last night when you said what good is shining your light in only lit rooms there's no huh. there's no point and I, I feel like the church is is mobilizing and is really about to take their their little light into dark places and you're doing that man you're doing that on TikTok you're doing that 
day to day life there in Nashville. And it's so, so cool to watch. So cool to root you on, bro. I'm so thankful we're on the same team. Before we go, <laughs> before we go, I got to ask you three rapid fire questions. First thing okay. that comes to your mind, just so that people yeah. can get to know you a little bit as you go. Hopefully Love they'll it. go connect with you on TikTok, Instagram. I'm going to post yes. all your handles in the Love bio that. so they can connect. But um, question number one, if you were going to give a TED talk on anything besides what you do with following Jesus, TikTok, all that, just completely unrelated to what you do on a day-to-day basis, what would your TED talk be on? Art and culture. And okay. Because like, I'm, I'm an artist at heart, bro. Yeah. Like before anything, I grew up, you know, drawing Pokemon. Every I got a whole book of all, you know what I mean? And so like the power of art, I would say. Um, Come on. And just the unboxed uh, mind of a creative, you know, hmm. that it there's nothing more powerful. You look at hip hop, whether good yeah. or bad, it's the most powerful tool right now in the world. Um, yeah. And so whatever your artistry is, man, I would just, I, yeah, I talk on some artistry, man. Come my on. Sister, my sister's, my, my younger sister's like my best friend and uh, she's the best painter I know. And she's the most free spirited, just bubbly wow. person. And like she's always just in this flow of creating it and like at, at a thing where no one's even seeing it, but it just yeah. brings her to life. And I think there's something so powerful wow. about all of us, not even like tapping into talking about God right now, but like we're created to be creative. So, wow. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I love it. I didn't get those jeans, bro. I can't draw stick figures, but I'm glad you did. That's 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 awesome. <laughs> um, question number two: What is your favorite book you've read in the last year? Hmm. Uh, draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. Ah, um, dude, so good. Dude, expanded my faith is expanding my faith. I think I'll listen to that on Audible every single month. Um, just to the simplicity and the power of literal, just like circling around God and his promise and like what he has for your life. It's insane, dog. But I will always say my number one all-time favorite, just author, book, Jeff Bethke, that dude wrecked my life. Y'all need to just tap into his stuff. Everything, <laughs> everything I speak is like, I should be like, yeah, Jeff taught me this. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude, just go straight he's, to the source. Go to the next he's, <laughs> he's a legend, bro. He's he yeah. is uh one of the greats yeah. for sure. Just author, oh, yeah. speakers, definitely Jefferson yeah. Bethke. Y'all go check him out if you haven't heard of him. Um, <laughs> last question. Last question is if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be, Colin? My mom's enchiladas. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I just felt that in my soul right now. We're filming. It's, cl- it's close to dinner time right now. I'm coming you, over. When you come out and my mom's out here, bro, I told like she's going to be making her. She makes fried tacos. She's 100% Spanish. So it's like, man, I grew up on that stuff. I had it every single year for my birthday. It's like a specialty <laughs> treat, bro. Like that's my meal right there. Hands down. <laughs> oh, Bro, dude, you're yeah. so much fun, man. I, I really um, am so thankful for your, your voice. So thankful for just the Thank way you that you walk in a room and encourage people and you're unashamed of the gospel. And it's mm-hmm. evident in the way that you live your life that um, that God's God's inside of you, bro, that uh, you're becoming more and more like Jesus every day. And that's the whole point of this podcast. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I, I know that what you said today is, is helping other people do the same. So I really I appreciate so. you, bro. I love you, man. I love you too, man. Seriously. All right.